Hello, I'm Chris Foston from the Ucast, and welcome to Doctor Who's Line, is it? Anyway, where everything's made up, and neither script nor canon matters. Listeners, listeners, lovely, lovely listeners, hello, and welcome back to Doctor Who's Line, is it? Anyway, this week we are doing a review. Oh, you like reviews? We think we like reviews. Anyway, the listening figures seem to indicate that you quite like the reviews. And this one is the most recent story to review, basically. It's Revolution of the Daleks. Obviously, being us, we go on a bit, so this is split into two parts. It gets quite heavy at times. Ho, ho, ho. That's something, a bit bit of meat on your bone. Lovely. Anyway, here's part one, so over to me and them for that. So, obviously, what we are talking about is Revolution of the Daleks. So, let's have a quick round the table to see what people thought. And we'll start with Miss Grumpy Pants, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Dead air, Sue, dead air. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. You can go to the next person now. <laughs> oh, boy. This sounds like it might not be a 10. <laughs> it's, it's, um, uh, oh, you want numbers? You want a number well, on no, this No, no, we don't need numbers yet. We usually but... do that at the end. Okay, good. Okay. I think that we don't, we don't want to spoil everything for the listeners up front. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But just, just, just general thoughts on it. Uh, uh, Yaz was good. She had, I, I like the fact that she had a lot to do. Well, a bit more than normal. Yeah. That, which was really nice. And it was good to see um, Jack back. Yeah. I just like him. <laughs> and he's so it was good to see his smiling face. It was good to see him back. And we'll just let somebody else go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Randy. I, I actually liked it a lot more than the previous holiday special. I was going to say I liked it a lot more than Sue. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, more than the previous person, too, I think. But, uh, no, I, I thought it was a definite improvement over resolution from last year. Some of the scenes were a little protracted, I thought. The pacing could have been better, but overall I liked it. Okay. Uh, Robin, what did you think? It's not bad. I mean, I've there were a couple of surprises, you know, the spider guy was back, and I thought that was a nice little tie-in with the previous season. I thought Yaz is just a little bit obsessive about trying to find the Doctor, you know, Graham and, oh, what's his name? Ryan. Ryan have kind of said, you know, it's been ten, it's been almost a year, you know, the Doctor would want us to move on and live our lives, and you're, like, stuck in this little box that you've re- created for yourself trying to solve trying to find her and, and so forth so I don't know I have kind of experience about that 
The Dalek as security drones was a nice tie-in with world events, current world events, mm-hmm. and I could totally see certain governments wanting to use a type of police force or a, a, a type of automated response to protests and in that context. So I thought it was a very, very contextual piece and I'm wondering how well that's going to age, you know, if we look back on this in 20 years, how that's going to play out in 20 years' time. It's interesting. We'll 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 come back to that point I think later because that's a, that's a, that's a good that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, mm-hmm. what did you think? Well, I'm just I'm just going to say I find it interesting what people have said because um, Randy, you talked about resolution being last year's special. That's actually two <laughs> years old now. And and, and Robin, you well, to be about fair, Chris... it's, it's it's just over a year, isn't it? Well, it is. Well, no, no, no. Resolution is 2019. It was New Year's Day, twenty nineteen. It was. We were t- and 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 Robin, you were talking about Robinson being last last season again. He was twenty eighteen. And uh, yeah, but, but this is what ties in for me. I mean, last season, and this is possibly a UK perspective. I'm aware of this, but the last season aired here up until March. You know, pre-lockdown, and thirty-four years ago. Yeah, well, that's what it feels like, because to me, when I look at 2020, I have very vague memories of what happened prior to March, prior to the lockdown. Yet, last season was all aired here prior to yeah. lockdown, you know. All in 2020. Um, it was, yeah, and it was all, in, and yeah, that seems such a long time ago. And coming to watch the, well, and I'm sure Miles, you'll back me up on this, that they really pushed the trailers here in the UK. For, for the New Year's special. I mean, it was, they were making it quite big. I mean, every day, several times throughout the day, there were trailers for the New Year's special. Um, probably more so than it's been for a long time. You know, that I think they were really billing it as quite a big episode. Um, and I was, I was excited. I was, I was looking forward to watching it. And, and yeah, as I sat and watched it, um, I found it quite surreal because I thought it feels like years since I've seen new Doctor Who and yet it's only 10 months and obviously the 10 months thing was big for them as well because it was 10 months since they'd last seen the Doctor I watched it kind of in a bit of a, a haze I think, to start off with because I it was a bit surreal I couldn't quite get my head around it the fact that you know I'm watching Doctor Who which I love and yet this is also, you know, um, we're still in this pandemic and, you know, I, I want escapism, but at the same time, I don't know whether my head's in the right place for escapism. And so that's why I, I've had to watch it a couple of times since to get a better feel of it. And now when I, you know, having watched it three times now, I, I, I like it. It's not fantastic. It's not perfect, but... Um, it was fun, and I think it ticked a lot of boxes. Uh, there's a lot of boxes it didn't tick as well. There's a few, you know, missing beats and a few plot points that I think they missed out on. But as as a piece of Doctor Who, I, I think I needed it. I needed it to be honest. I needed that escapism, that lovely, fantastic, mad science fiction program that I've loved for years. I, I needed it. Bottom line. Yes. I think quite right too. 
as as for me yeah i thought it i thought it was pretty good i enjoyed it i was worried coming into it when i saw the redesigned daleks thinking oh 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 dear uh this isn't going to be another victory of the daleks scenario is it with them trying to trying to change what had already been but um when i realized what they were actually doing was basing these security bots on the the resolution dalek that made perfect sense mm. and i'm just glad that they didn't take it down the route of having those become the new daleks so when the original daleks then turned up and basically just wiped all the other ones out it's like oh, okay right so we're not we're not we're not messing around with with that because whilst um whilst i thought they looked very good and this is i've got to say this is also a, an issue that i have with the tardis since since the series has come back is the mm. lights mm. Mm. I, I don't see why a dalek would have lights all over it because that's not that's not going to help when you're trying to sneak up <laughs> on somebody. Yeah. Is it? And the same thing with the, with the TARDIS. Yeah. The, TARDIS the, the TARDIS never had, when it was stationary, you, ne- you never saw the, the lights inside. You never had lights yeah. coming out from yeah. any part of it. It was just a box. Apart from the Peter Cushing movies. Peter Cushing did it, didn't he? Yes, yeah. but, you know, we're, we're, talking, <laughs> we're talking... We're talking about the TV series. And, and, I, and I can never understand why when... It was materialising and supposed to be somewhere where it was. I mean, obviously, you know, it was stuck in the same shape, but ultimately, be it trying to be inconspicuous, and yet you had these lights blaring out of it, despite mm-hmm. where or when it would be. I never liked that. You know, we've got the illuminated sign on the top. The police box sign is now lit up yeah. as well, and you know, the only light that you ever got from it was the was the was the flashing light on the top when it was taking on off or landing. Yeah, which. If somebody remembered to turn it on, yes, yeah. <laughs> or if the or if the bulb hadn't gone, uh, yeah. so um, yes, yeah, so I was pleased that they didn't go down that route with the Daleks. I wasn't surprised to see Robertson back because I had heard that he was going to be back previously and was expecting him to appear last series. And when he didn't, I was a little bit surprised. And so when he did appear in the uh, in the TV series, it's like ah, okay, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. in the in the, the the holiday special, then it's like ah, right, of course, you know, because they they somebody had, somebody knew that he'd been filming, that Chris North had been filming again, so that he was yeah. coming back. So it's like um, okay, so that's obviously what it was. It was the um, it was the New Year special. Uh, but I thought everybody else was was very good supporting cast as well as main cast a little bit disappointed that um that bradley walsh didn't have a little bit more to do seeing as it was it was his potentially last outing and i'm saying potentially because whilst yeah. we know that they're not they're not continuing as regulars you know we've seen particularly since the show has returned in the 21st century that that quite often people do come back you know we've we've seen right, it yeah. even in this this particular episode yeah. with uh, with jack and with yeah, um, yeah. with Robertson coming back, yeah. so you know people do do come back. Just... And with Grace, and with Grace, yes. Even though that was <laughs> yeah. that was um, oh. well, that was that was you know as you kind of would have expected, really, that there was going to be some some mention of Grace somewhere along the lines. Possibly more surprising was 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 seeing the Pating back. 
Pating, yeah. Oh, and I love seeing my pating. Yes. <laughs> you can't eat the cage. I tried. The thing I realized after watching it was the big plot hole. What the hell happened to the other people who came back with them at the end of the last episode? You got Julie Graham's character and somebody yeah. else. Who, who turned... So I was thinking, hmm. you know, because she she seemed to have the hops for Bradley. So I was thinking, well, is she back yeah. at home with a with a Cyberman helmet and a jar of Vaseline, just waiting for him to come back? <laughs> Hello. Um, and yet we don't see her. He, he just knocks on the door. Of, and again, this house that appeared at the end of a little cul-de-sac, obviously nobody's investigated it. And yet there's Yaz in there every day, mulling over a TARDIS console. In hindsight, I thought, oh, there's a few plot points that have been missed here. And it was only in hindsight I thought about those things, because it was so lovely just to see Doc 2 back on telly in a lot of ways, <laughs> you know. Yes. It was lovely just to have that escapism for what, 80 minutes, however long it was. Um, yeah. And in hindsight, you think, oh, hang on, they missed this and they missed that. But at the same time, I, I know we talked about this the other week, Miles, when we talked about this modern era. I do kind of like the simplicity of the mm -hmm. these days, like not, not, not to put them down. I mean simplicity as in you don't have to have X number of years' knowledge of what's happened, you know, right. two years ago or whatever. Yeah. I, I quite yeah. like that about the, the Chibnall era. There's, there's a certain freshness about it that you can just mm -hmm. dive into a story and enjoy it, I think. Yeah. And I, I think that for me, that it, this felt enjoyable. It was fun. It wasn't perfect, mm -hmm. but it was fun. It was exciting, and 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 it was scary in places. You know, and yeah, I think it, I think it ticks a lot of boxes. Well, the the reason I had a little problem with the whole Grace thing coming back was it was like, oh my God, they did a touch touch by an angel moment, mm. and all of a sudden Grace is there going, here I am, hello. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have been cool if they would have brought the actress back in a way where you're not really sure whether or not she's going to maybe come back. I mean, people come back from the dead in Doctor Who, so there was there was a, a real missed opportunity there with a little bit more of a, um, you know, is she in another dimension? Is this another grace? Is this another, you know, an alternate universe grace? What the heck is going on here? Instead of oh, it was just something in my eye. Did you see it? Yeah, it was something in my, you know, yeah, that kind of a I thing mean, where it was a touch by an angel moment. And that, at the end of the rest of this, I was like, okay, no, no. And then, ah, uh, I just... Yeah, mm, you see, I, mm. I, personally, I, I think there's been a little bit too much in recent years of people returning from the dead. Yeah. And mm -hmm. for something to have any meaning... If some if a character has died, that has more meaning if that character remains dead. <laughs> Basically, yes. it, yeah. it's more poignant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, take take, take Perry for example. Mm -hmm. For a few blissful weeks, it looked like Perry had basically you know had her brain died. transplanted and yeah. then been blasted into smithereens <laughs> mm -hmm. by Ikarnos. and it's like mm. wow. You know, it, it would it would be a bit like the Doctor realising that Adric had somehow or other got off the, the ship and it hadn't, hadn't mm. blown up and that would have mm. that would have then whilst that was a particularly powerful moment obviously at the time that powerful element of the story would have then been very much nullified by the fact that, that the character yeah. still survived yeah yeah, yeah. 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 
I think also, Miles, we're talking now, what, 16 years since Doctor Who came back. Yeah. Martha, Ryan and Graham are the only companions who have chosen to leave. They are. They are. I mean, you know, at at one point, that's how a Doctor Who companion left. They found a planet that they wanted to Mm -hmm. stay on or they were returned to their own time. And yet, since 2005, we've had. I mean, I think uh, for me, I think the the most dramatic one was Donna Noble. To be honest. Yes, I mean that, that was far more affecting than than Rhodes. You know, I mean Donna's yeah. story was tragic. I thought, and mm. and the only person who chose to leave the Doctor was previously Martha. was Martha. Yeah. Because, um, but then again, that's because she fancied the Doctor and he didn't fancy her. So there was subtext there, wasn't there? You know. Um, yeah. But this yeah. time, Ryan and Graham made a conscious decision to, and it was Ryan who, you know, Graham would have stayed, obviously, but Ryan yes. didn't want to. So Graham chose, well, I'm going to stick with my grandson. But they made a conscious decision, and there was something very lovely and normal about that, you know. Mm. That, again, that tapped into that normality of, of what you had for the first 26 years of Doctor Who, in a way. Yeah. No, yeah. Thanks, Doctor, but it's time for me to leave. You know, no, no subject. I'm going to go home now. You know, um, yes. and that's quite nice. Quite nice in a way. I'm not really sure that I like the way Graham left at all because it was like, well, I'm I'm staying. Oh, I better go home with you now. Ryan had made no bones about I want to be with my mates. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want, which meant he wasn't going to be home a lot with Graham. Graham was going to be in that house alone. Alone. And although he wanted to be there for his grandson, what was he going to be there for? He was going to be out with his mates. He was going to live his life. He was going to pursue a regular career. The kid is older. He's he's literally going to go out into the world and make his make his mark on the world, leaving Graham home alone with no wife. Julie Graham might be there with the Vaseline. Julie though, Graham, yeah. Julie yeah. Graham's there with the Vaseline and the Zadman. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And that, don't, that and don't forget as well that Ryan was... Graham's link to Grace still. Yeah. Well, so having lost one of them, did he then potentially want to be in a situation where he might never see the other one again? Oh yeah. Although you have to say, with things being the way they are with the show these days, I mean, how many times have they been back to just back to Sheffield since since um, since the woman who fell to earth? So. There's, you know, Clara was part time on the TARDIS for a, for a while, mm-hmm. yeah, which I never particularly liked. But with the current incumbent of the TARDIS having more control over what what they can mm. do with it, then yeah. it it kind of negates the need for the companions or the the family or whatever you want to call them to be there full time because yeah. they can basically come and go as they want. And to, to be fair, Miles, they. They kind of introduced that with um, Rory and Amy, didn't they? Because they, they were very much the same. They were they were dropped off and yeah, they were. Off, I mean, they know, started yeah. they started yeah. off being there all the time, but then obviously, yeah. then you had that bit when obviously when you know the Doctor set them up in the house, and then they 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 yeah. still continued in in every story basically, but mm. um, they were now based on Earth, and they weren't necessarily yeah. living yeah. on the TARDIS, which is what they had been doing. No. And again, I mean, that was very much the same, wasn't it, with Bill? I mean, yeah. she moved into yeah. a student flat. So mm. Moffat's era, era was very much about companions choosing when to travel with the Doctor, in a sense, wasn't yeah. it? You yeah, know. 
and this is all down to the the Doctor having better control of the TARDIS, because yeah. back in the original series, the, the, the so Graham could have stayed there. Well, yes, yes, he could have. He could have stayed there, or he could have, you know, he could have, he could have said, oh, "Well, look, I'll stay for the, I'll stay for the time being, but next time you're back, you know, I'll come off for a jaunt with you, kind of thing." Mm. Not, exactly. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm here. We'll um, go get a pint. Boom. And I think that's you know, the thing. I can understand it with with Ryan, whilst he he obviously enjoyed his time on the TARDIS and and his friendship with the others. He had felt that. You know, he was he was missing his his normal life and his mates, and that was that was his life, and so he was effectively yeah. leaving his life behind. And whilst he liked what he did with with the others, he still wanted that original life back. And if he even if he went into it on a like a part time basis, he would still not be living the same life. So I think he just wanted no. to go back to his his original life. Yeah, yeah I always found, thought too that Ryan never. I mean, he enjoyed his time there, and he had fun with the adventures, but I also got the sense that he never felt like he quite fit in, Mm -hmm. that he Mm -hmm. was just a little bit on the outside all the time. And that may be part of why he wants to be back to his normal life with his his mates and his buddies and Mm -hmm. his normal life, because that's his comfort zone, that's where he fits in, that's where he feels like he belongs. Yeah, Maybe, yeah. And sometimes when you're in that situation where you're in a new group, I mean, think about it in our own lives in our own context you know when you start a new job and you wonder you know am i doing okay you're trying to figure out the culture you're trying to learn the inside jokes and and the relationships within that organization that you've just become a part of and you're you are an outsider for a while and it feel yeah, everything feels yeah. weird and yeah and kind of forced yeah yeah and it, yeah. it, it yeah. takes a little bit of time so he might have just decided you know i like my old life better mm-hmm. than i like this new one mm-hmm. and, and yeah I, ironically i mean i think ryan potentially could have been the most pivotal companion because he has the relationship with graham is he my granddad is he not but also i mean you know early on in the the jody run there were hints of possible romance between Yaz and and Ryan, uh, and that wasn't mm-hmm. really taken out. I mean, you know, potentially Ryan could have been the, the glue because he had connections with both Yaz and Graham, didn't he? And I think that was maybe that was underplayed a little bit. Maybe they should have gone more for a bit of that because, you know, I back in back in the day, I kind of thought, well, yeah, maybe Yaz and Ryan are gonna come together as a, almost like an Ian and Barbara type thing, you know. Mm. Um, well, that, yeah. that was downplayed, obviously, but it, it was a potential, wasn't it? I think it could have happened. Well, because Yaz was in love with the doctor. She's she's gay, so... Um, or, or bi, because she has... Um, yeah, there's... there's, there's <laughs> no. You're, this is, this is, you're making a bit of a leap here, Sue. There's, there's been no, no indication... Actually, Actually, no. You, you wonder why she stayed in that TARDIS for the 10 months and was working herself to the bone. And she said some very interesting things about people that you love that don't seem to know. Mm-hmm. And then and then she's she's going, you know, they keep saying to her, the doctor would want us to move on. She's like, yeah, yeah, I think she might be here. I think she might be there. Let, let's look over here. Let's look at this. And she's obsessed with finding... The person that she loves not necessarily with finding the doctor because she wants to go on more adventures but she's very very concerned about this person that she absolutely is in love with 
And that's what's driving her, or at least that's what I feel is driving her because she's made these comments about when she was talking with Graham, and I, I can't remember which one it was, where he, he said how, how proud he was of her and everything. And she said about love. And she said, yeah, and it's really hard when you, you love someone and they don't seem to notice. And just then the doctor walks through. Yeah. And it's yeah, like yeah. it's yeah. like Chibnall is giving you hints because she looked up at the doctor as as the doctor walked through. Almost it was a very very slight hint, yeah, yeah. but it was a a good hint. And then there were more hints of, you know, Ryan would would say something to her and she would not necessarily you know get away from me, but mm -hmm. kind of weasel out of it a little bit. And it was like you know what she's in love with she's in love with the doctor. So if Jodie does leave this season and the Doctor regenerates back into a bloke, what's going to happen there? Well, there's, well, no, no, that's where the buy comes in because it'd be, it'd still be, she's in, she's in love with the Doctor, and regardless of whether the Doctor, I mean, she's in love with the Doctor. Period. Whether the Doctor is um, man or woman, and that's that might be a real interesting. What happens if she is maybe not bi and suddenly the person she loves is a is a bloke? Then do you continue to love? So then it actually pushes the boundary of mm -hmm. so what is love? Mm -hmm. Do you cross and then do you cross that line and say I'm yeah I I, I I'm bi? But I I I believe that they're actually showing you more of yes without showing you more without tipping their hand and that whole obsessive well this is this is the bottom line is you know like you say things are being played in such a way that you can read things into it you can read yeah, into the fact yeah. that you know, yeah. Yaz has a yeah. has a romantic interest in the Doctor. Yaz has a sexual interest in the Doctor, or Yaz just has this obsession with the Doctor because of what the Doctor represents and the adventures mm. and everything like that. So, so it's kind of open as to how you read that. And Sue is yeah. clearly reading one thing into it that. <laughs> well, but, you know, think, but to be honest, you know, it, I'm not saying Yaz, that it's Yaz wrong. But it's Yaz and Jack. I mean, you know that. That Yaz and Jack the scenes between them were fantastic, and you know yeah. you can almost think. I mean, I think I think actually having Jack there was fantastic because I think Jack and Jodie's rapport was brilliant. Oh, that's uh, beautiful. I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think I think those two had the best rapport that Jack has ever had with the Doctor. I think you I know? think this is Jack in the in the way that the character should have been pretty yeah. much from the start. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think this yeah. is clearly down to Chibnall because. Was Russell T. Davis, no, it was Stephen Moffat, who actually created Jack, wasn't it? From, it from was, the Empty Chair, yeah. Empty yeah, yeah. Doctor Dances. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whilst whilst he actually um, he created the character, Russell T. Davis obviously came up with the idea for the character. But Chris Chibnall has written more for Jack than anyone else because yeah. he he, yeah. he was he was in charge of Torchwood, and Torchwood, Jack in Torchwood yes. yeah. was uh, yeah. was a lot different to 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 uh, to Jack on Doctor Who. Doctor Who, yes, yes. You know, because of and I think I think, but all oh, that was beautiful. And I think that's one of the things where Chibnall's strengths is is yeah. in his ability to write subtleties in character development yeah, and relationships between characters. Yeah, that yes, yeah. You, know, you compare yeah. his relationship developments with Moffat's. So Moffat seemed very heavy-handed and in your face about it. And Chibnall leaves a lot of innuendo and op you know things open open to interpretation. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it, yeah. it seems like a much more natural development, which is why we enjoy Jack's interactions with Jody and with Yaz more mm. than yeah. we did with other doctors and yeah. companions. Yeah. And I love his his reaction to Graham. Jack wasn't a stereotype. Jack was not a stereotype, which I think he has been a bit in Doctor Who in the past. Maybe not a torture, but in Doctor Who he's a bit it's a bit he can be too loud or too brash, but I think in this one yeah. he was very nuanced. Yes. I think, I think it was yeah. There was a lovely atmosphere about Jack in this one. But yes, he was big, and he, obviously Jack's big and large in life, but it was beautifully played. And some of the yeah. scenes between him and Jody and him and, and Yaz were, I think, very, very touching, actually. Yeah. And I yeah. think this was another way that, that they've, they've done well with this, because those particular scenes, Jack with the Doctor, Jack with, uh, with Yaz... The, the story almost stopped to allow these moments mm. just mm. and just gave the characters time to breathe mm-hmm. and to expand on things and to move into the whys and the wherefores and and then go back to the story again and and that's i think what we have at times missed since the show has come mm-hmm. back because everything is compressed into a 45 minute or a 90 minute format but it's all crash bang wallop you know there is yeah. very little time to actually actually allow things to settle and where which is what you you had a lot with with the show when it was on originally because it was a slower pace a lot of the time and it, it would allow you to focus on the characters a bit more and you'd have those moments those lovely little scenes yeah you know, you I, you look back to just as a, as an example, remembrance of the Daleks, the the the, the cafe scene with the Doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. very little bearing on the story, yeah. but was one of those lovely little touches that really helped to make the story definitely feel mm-hmm. feel yeah. bigger than it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of those little points that you oh, I really like that that bit, and a, a lot of people will look at that that particular scene and mention it as. You know, one of their particular favourite parts of the story, mm. and I think mm. this will be the same thing with this. I think people yeah. will mm. remember the scenes with Yaz and the Doctor, the scene with the Doctor and mm. um, and Ryan, um, yeah. the scene with yeah. with with Jack and Yaz. Those are the those and that's what makes this show so beautiful because I, I think that's the beautiful thing about Doctor Who, and, and it's always done it. I mean, you you think back to the Zidemen, the, the Doctor and Victoria. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hartnell and saying goodbye to Susan. Yes. Those little moments, those personal moments, not many shows can do that. And and when Doctor Who does it, it does it so beautifully. It really does, I think. Yeah. You know, and it's it's not mawkish. It's not overemphasized. It's just beautifully done. And I think that's what yes. makes this show show such a special yeah. show because it is very human sometimes. You know. It is, it is, and you—it's not just in Doctor Who that you that you see you see things like this, with you know, any show which is which is based on one particular premise, be it mm. action or comedy or whatever. When they turn around and they do things like this, I'm thinking, for example, of things in Mash. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah. That that um, was the one I was thinking of yeah. too. Yeah, you know when yep. when Henry is killed, and then towards the end, mm-hmm. the, you know, the last episode and the pathos in that. I'm thinking of 
Blackadder goes forth. Mm. And, uh, that bit oh, just yes. be- just yeah. before the end, when they go over, they go over into the trenches. There is the opportunity for them to 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 say, "No, I'm not going to do this." And mm. Blackadder just goes, "Oh no, what the hell?" You know, and and they yeah. do it. Yeah. They do those moments so mm. so beautifully. There have been mm. parts of Only Fools and Horses where they've done things like that. Friends have done, you know, these particularly sort of poignant moments. And mm. they have that much more impact because they are not what is the show is generally about. No. So whenever no. you have those bits which are mm. which are done and if they're written well and they're inserted mm. into a, into a show, then they have they have the impact. And yeah. like you say, yeah. Nick, you know, we, we talk about Susan's leaving scene, you know, which was something from 1964, and yet we're still we're still talking about that as you know one of the the, mm-hmm. the high points of the story because it stood out because it was different yeah and i can still watch that and it, it'll, be, it'll still bring tears to my eyes yeah i mean i you know i wasn't even born when that was but every time i yeah. see that scene it moves me it's beautiful mm-hmm. you know yeah. um like likewise i can sarah, sarah jane leaving at the end of the yeah. hand of fear again yeah. very beautifully done so yeah. so simple and very very moving yeah. Really moving, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Joe yeah. Joe Grant leaving at the end of the Green Yes. Mess. Oh yeah. God, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. You know, and then yes, you look absolutely. at when it wasn't done so well, which would be, which obviously was because they were waiting till the last possible minute to see if she would change her mind about going. But Leela, mm. <laughs> Leela yeah. going, which is yeah. this, which is this yeah. sudden. Mm-hmm. Oh, you see this yeah. bloke here that I met five yeah. minutes ago. I love him. It's yeah. not me as a character, but that's what I want. I want to stay with him for the rest of mm. my life on this place that I have no interest in whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I find Tegan's leaving scene quite hard-hitting because that's yes. very... That's brutal. Yeah. That's very yes. moving yeah. as well. That's a very, mm-hmm. very moving scene. But I cry whenever I watch that one. Very yeah. honest. It's very, very honest because she's so... She's shattered. She's been... Mm-hmm. She's tired. She's so tired of what she's seen and yet you realise that she's been with the, I mean she's what second or third longest running companion I think Tegan mm-hmm. um, she's been through so much with the Doctor from the yet, classic series yes yeah 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 yeah. yeah. in terms of in terms of amount of years years done well yeah well, you'd, have, yeah, you'd yeah. have Fraser Hines as Jamie is going to be the, the longest one he's the longest isn't he um, yeah uh, Liz Sladen did Three full seasons and yes. one on one part season. Uh, one point, so yeah, she, yeah. so it's it's those two, and then it's Tegan. Yes, as you and say. It's Tegan. And I mean, she... and when she says that, it's just it rips your heart out. Because oh, it does. You know, she... she loves him, and it's yeah. just, I mean, she would go on being in the TARDIS with him, but that moment was yeah. like, I yeah. can't, and it just kills you. I'll do it. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. 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 And then she comes back. We've only really had that with Victoria, and with with Tegan, where the yeah. where the companion has gone. I'm I'm sorry, I can't do this yeah. anymore. Yeah, I'm too tired. Yeah. this has taken too much out of yeah. me. So this yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. I can't see all this death. I can't see people die. I can't do this anymore. Mm. You know, and, and Tegan we... comes back too, and she. To, it's almost like maybe I made a mistake and oh no but uh, but Tegan doesn't yeah. come back in that instance Tegan Tegan originally gets left behind at the end of time flight yeah. time flight by mistake yeah, yeah. yeah. and mm-hmm. then and then comes back um, because she didn't actually want to go at that point but then you get to resurrection of the Daleks and that's when she says 
no this no this has to stop i can't do this yeah. anymore you yeah. know mm-hmm. I, yeah i i i i love although big big finisher brought about haven't they post well that's what i meant but at the very end of that scene where tegan leaves she comes back to the turns back to the tardis comes back Those, to the tardis yeah. And it dematerializes as she stops there because it's almost like she wanted to say something else or yeah 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 you just it's like she had something else to say and Hmm. didn't get well Tegan always had something else to say really yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) of course she did that that one is just we have a lot in common (laughs) I mean that one is hard to take because you know if she would have had the chance to go back inside, she would have gone back inside. Yeah. It was all, it really was like a... I think at that at that moment in time, mm, I don't think thanks. she would have gone back inside. She would possibly have wanted to say more, but I don't think at that time she would have wanted to go back inside. Maybe a few weeks or months down the line, had the opportunity arisen, then maybe she may have gone back. But, she may have. But, you know, with the events of what she'd just seen, mm. then... You know, on top of everything else that had gone on, that yeah, was that yeah. was that was the tipping point yeah. for her. So, yeah. Well, I mean, Adric had been killed; they'd left Nissa behind to die of plague. So, yeah, I mean, Tegan, <laughs> Tegan, <laughs> Tegan had a shitty yeah. time. It's a different way of looking at the end of Terminus. This redhead Nutter who's trying to murder the doctor. I mean, Tegan's going to be in therapy for years, bless her. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can understand the thing a little bit peeved, can't you? Really, yeah. But uh, but no, I mean to be, to be serious for a minute. I think that's what was lovely about this this episode that it was, it was had lots of lovely human moments and lots of personal yes. moments, mm-hmm. which which I think is one of the reasons I love for for those. Obviously, it's big and it's rash and it's mad, but it's also so human sometimes, mm. and that's one of the things that you know I love about this. And I think this yes isn't. This festive episode had a lot of those moments in. I think it had a lot of Doctor Who moments in it because it did. you had it yeah. you had yeah, yeah. you had the moments of pathos like that. You had the the comedy moments, um, you know, various bits with the Doctor in the cell um, and um, and Robertson with some of the things that he was he was saying and, and, mm. and you know when he was in the TARDIS and. And Ryan saying to Graham, "Are you going to tell him?" And Graham, "No, I just I'm yeah. enjoying watching <laughs> yeah. him struggling with it, you know, and, and things like that." So there were there were the comedic touches in there. There were the pathos yeah. moments, mm-hmm. um, the action moments, and you had a you had a, a actually quite a, a clever resolution mm. Um, mm. to to the problem. Yeah. You know, you had the and it was very well played. Everybody played it so well, actually. Mm. I, I think everybody hit yeah. the right beats, whether it was comedy or. You know, yeah. I think, think jo- Jodie was brilliant. I think Jodie was mm-hmm. brilliant. You know, in both the prison scenes and then coming back, and you know how how deflated she was when she realised she'd let her friends down. And yet she she didn't mention. I mean, isn't that an incredible yeah. thing about the Doctor? She'd had a really shitty. Decades, by the sounds of it, decades seventy-nine years. Yeah, and she didn't mention that to them at all. She felt bad because she left them alone for ten months. Mm. You know, oh, but seventy-nine years—you know, a handful of heartbeats to a Time Lord. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, bearing in but mind I mean, that the Doctor, the Doctor is 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 now 
somewhat slightly over four and a half billion years old. But Colin, ba- <laughs> Colin Baker would have milked it. Colin Baker would have milked that, wouldn't he? Like, you know, oh, what about me? You know, but I mean, I think I think it was a nice touch. Just crash zoom. You know, just to show that, you know, that the 13th Doctor, much as she appears, you know, quite mad and zany, she doesn't big herself up necessarily, does she? No, I think that Jodie's Doctor is developing quite nicely. I mean, obviously we had the the darker side of her, which uh, which appeared, you know, last year with the keeping things to herself and some of the angry scenes with the Master and things like that that, that really made the character feel more like a genuine character as opposed yeah. to the first year, which was possibly a little bit too sort of happy-go-lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. So, yeah, I think I think the development's good, and, and you know, hopefully that will continue um, in the coming season, as and when we get to see that, which is presumably sometime later yeah. this year. Yeah, I have loved all of her stuff, and I love Chibnall's writing. Apart from this, <laughs> <laughs> except for this one. What was so difficult this time, Sue? What What did you find difficult about this? Well, th- this is really sad, but I, I watched it and I don't remember much of it, uh-huh. which I usually I do. I, I remember the Jack and, and Yaz moments. I remember mm. the Jack and Jody moments. Yeah. I remember some of the things I didn't like very much. I loved that the one Daleks just kicked the booty of the other Daleks. That was pretty funny. Yeah. But I don't know. But I, I wonder whether, does that tie into what I was saying? Because I, I, I found it surreal watching an episode of Doc 2 after everything that we've been through the past 11 months mm. or so. and I, It may I, have. You know, I, I, I think in a sense, I mean, my head is still... Very, I, I'm finding the world a very strange place at the moment. And as I was watching it live, there was a bit of me that was thinking, whoa, new Doctor Who, another bit of me that was thinking, oh, I, I, have I got the energy to watch this? Can I tune into this? And I, I, I wonder whether that's part of it, because, you know... Like I say, having watched it again a couple of times since, I've enjoyed it more. Setting aside a bit of time to watch it as a bit of escapism fun, just putting the real world on hold for a bit, it works, you know. But Yeah, maybe that would have been better. We're, we're, we're in a strange place. The world's a strange place at the moment, and I think this does affect are we allowed to enjoy ourselves? That's part of it, I think, sometimes. Well, it's, it, it wasn't even are we allowed to enjoy ourselves, but... Because of what we were going through here, mm. holy crap, Robertson really, really, really triggered a lot of buttons. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Seeing, yeah. seeing these patrol Daleks that he wanted to put out on the street, and mm-hmm. this is going to take care of the angry protesters and mm. everything. Yeah. Guys, we have craziness here mm-hmm. that is yeah. beyond yeah. craziness yeah, yeah. and I kept saying yeah. to Randy this is hitting a little bit too close to home yeah exactly holy crap exactly. this is hitting yeah. a little bit yeah, yeah. too close to home yeah. and then when they just started to destroy the, the protesters was like okay maybe I don't want to watch this right now because yeah. Yeah. this is really not that we have like droids going through the, <laughs> the streets doing anything like that but oh. what we saw at the Capitol, we had just seen this crap at the Capitol building mm, mm. and this. I mean, or no, we didn't. Oh, we yeah. saw this first, right? No, not yet. We saw this first. We saw the re- the, the special came out, and then five days later, we had the attempt at resurrection. We had yeah. the riot at the Capitol. Yeah, and and what you have to remember as well is... You know, and I'm going to call it what it is, because it was, attempted, it was an attempted coup to overthrow illegal 
election. And yes, that's probably going to piss off some people, but mm-hmm. it, it really was scary. I'm so, but we've been sugarcoating this for so long and trying mm-hmm. to ignore these things that, like Sue said, you know, I was watching this episode this afternoon after I got up and this first scene where they're standing on the top of the wall, spider guy and prime minister wannabe, they're standing on top of the wall. They have a mob assembled that they've paid to have there, and they roll out the prototype. That scene reminded me, if you go back, I can't remember the year, but go back two or three years when Trump first took office and tear gassed a bunch of people, and I think it was in Southern California. This was a couple of years ago when they tear gassed a bunch of Mexicans. I saw video of that and still photographs of that. And that's what that scene reminded me of when you have Mm -hmm. this Dalek drone. You know, he hits them with the water cannon, then and he hits them with the simulated CS Mm -hmm. gas. Mm -hmm. That really resonated with me. See, maybe that's what triggered me. And it it really struck a nerve with me because it's just like, oh my God, you know, there's so many parallels how Mm. we've seen this authoritarian rise in government not Mm -hmm. just in the US but we're seeing it in other parts of the world too and parts of the world where we tell ourselves you know we're the the beacons of democracy and and open thoughts and open thinking and then you have this ultra conservative hard authoritarian rise in nationalism well yeah i mean mean, considering this this show was filmed in 2019 but exactly kind of tapped in it tapped into like you say the idea of oligarchy the idea of suppression and also isolation uh, you know yeah jody was isolated mm. the the yeah. companions for isolated. it was almost eerie the way prescient. it actually tapped in mm-hmm. prescient it was and i i, I think it, potentially this this might be why it wasn't a comfortable watch by any means i don't think no not mm-hmm. not not when no. you watch it the first time i think you do have to maybe step away from it and maybe watch it again with almost like a clear conscience but um, mm. although it was a fun episode it also touched a lot of nerves I think oh I boy yeah, yeah. and I, I just remember saying to Randy over and over holy cod holy cod holy cod holy cod holy cod I don't know if I can this is too close to home Randy out of mm, they mm. this is too close <laughs> to home what was he listening to because the Nazi flags I don't think had started to come out yet and Everything that was happening, I was thinking, oh, my God, now we've got this rise in the MAGA, mm-hmm. white supremacist stuff going on, QAnon stuff going on, and then the insurrection happened. But, I mean, this really touched nerves, and then all of a sudden, oh, yeah. boom, like, like I said, then the insurrection happened five yeah. days later. So it's just, and that, that was building up. That wasn't just, boop, everybody dropped out of the sky. These things have been going on at all of the, the rallies. And it just mounted to a head on the 6th. Mm-hmm. Those Nazi flags have been around since the Charlottesville incident. Yeah, things have been going in that direction and was getting kind mm-hmm. of odd. And they, and all of a sudden you're seeing exactly what Robin said. Yeah. And then you have Robertson being, and we're going to do this and they're going to patrol the streets and we'll take care of oh. the protest. And it's like, okay, maybe it's just that I was watching it in with fear eyes yeah yeah Yeah, I I think what you also what you also have to consider is that you're looking at it from a slightly different cultural perspective Mm. 
when I was watching it, and I'm, I'm obviously watching it with British eyes from a British perspective, when we had these scenes with the protesters, I'm thinking, well, yeah, we've had this. We've had this when they, we've had various protesters out. We've seen the police come out with the riot shields. We've seen the, um, the um, problems between the two, and we've seen them using the water cannons. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and using, like, CS gas and what have you. So all that they're basically doing is saying right if we have a, a system in place that's automated that's mechanical that's not putting mm. lives at risk mm. then this mm. is a way that we can address this problem in the same yeah. in the same way yeah so yeah, i yeah. didn't i yeah. didn't see it obviously you know with some of the, the issues that you've had going on over there you're going to look at that and you're going to think wow this is you know, this is speaking yeah. to me particularly. Yeah. Whereas that's not what I—that's not the way that that I saw it, because that's not the the viewpoint that I'm coming from in the first place. Yeah. Like Nick said, you know, this was filmed in 2019 when the world was a very, very different place than yeah. it's been in the last 18 months or so. Right. So. Well, in, in the lockdown, like you guys have full-on lockdown, we have somewhat of a lockdown right now. Everything is starting yeah. to open up again, but. I don't know why, but it is. Mm. There it is. But anyway, mm. um, and you guys are still in lockdown. I should point out just at the, in this moment in time that we are recording this at the beginning of February, because obviously yeah. this isn't when this episode is going out. Recording <laughs> yes. this at the beginning yeah. of February, so um, yeah, yeah, the, the things yeah. may be very different four six weeks down the line when this when this actually yeah. is, is going yeah. out, yeah. and yeah. things may be a lot more open for everybody. Hopefully, let's let's keep our fingers crossed, but. Whew. Well, there you go, listeners. Blimey, wasn't expecting that to go down that route. Goodness gracious. Anyway, there's more of this to come, and we get scores and things at the end. Oh, I bet you're going to be excited to see what those are. Ooh, what's Sue going to give? <gasps> it's not going to be a ten, is it? No, of course it isn't. Blimey. Anyway, next time you'll find that out, as well as what else we talk about in the second half. So uh, let's convene again in a couple of weeks, and you'll have the conclusion. See you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Doctor Who's Line Is It Anyway? If you'd be interested in joining the cast on an either regular or semi-regular basis, or even just as a one-off, then please feel free to do so. We're always looking for new cast members, and as you can see, it's a lot of fun. Just get in contact with myself or any of the usual crew via Facebook, Twitter, or any of the other usual means. We're all easy to find. So, yes, please just get in contact with us. Similarly, if you'd like to suggest anything that we can do, you could suggest a conversation we could have, you could suggest uh, an improv idea that we could use, you could suggest um, character traits or accents or storylines for particular stories. We're always welcoming things like this and we'll use anything that we can. We would also welcome things like artwork or music or, in fact, if anybody would like to do any editing it's, it's very interesting doing the editing 
it's hard work, it's time consuming, but it's really satisfying when you see what comes up at the end. So if anybody's interested in doing that, please get in contact with us. Obviously, you can find us on Stitcher, on Anchor FM, on Apple Podcasts. This is probably how you're listening to this in the first place. And if you could be so kind as to leave us a small review and a like, that would be really appreciated. It boosts our figures and gives people a better chance of finding us when they're looking for Doctor Who podcasts or comedy podcasts or improv podcasts. Anyway, enough of that from me. We'll see you again next time. Bye-bye. From all of us here on BBC One, a very good night. Good night.